are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locks On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always wonderful, and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Janton Shorter, the second on. We're going to be talking baseball, talk about the Phillies transactions. You know, they just got Archie Bradley, so we're going to talk about that. We're both East Coast guys. We're going to talk about who the best team in New York is right now and talk about some other fun stuff today. So stay tuned for all of that and more. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I rate to the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, here is that conversation between Janton Shorter and I. All right, it's been a minute back on the pod since March 3rd when he came on. One of the first guests of the pod, Janton Shorter the second. Janton, say what's up to the people. It's been a minute since they've heard your voice. How's it going, Lockdown fans? It's been a minute. Uh, Pre-COVID, I think, we were last talking. So, yeah, definitely last up now, but yeah. Yeah, no, glad to be back, sir. Glad to be back. It was back on March 3rd when we had Janton Shorter on. If you guys can go into the time machine and remember what life was like back in early March. I remember I was getting ready to go on spring break uh, not too long after that. I'm pretty sure my spring break was sometime in March. So I, I'm pretty sure I went to California around that time. And by the time I got back, everything was shut down and we we're in this pandemic like we know it. So, Janton, how have you been enjoying yourself during this pandemic? Obviously, not a lot of people enjoying themselves, but how are you getting through it? Yeah, just trying to watch the little sports we have, honestly. Um, been able to go to a few games now that I'm living in Texas to see some Cowboys masked up, of course. Um, but definitely looking to go back to some games, maybe the Rangers in the mass situation if they have that. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, and we'll see with the Rangers. Uh, Lockdown Rangers host Bryce Patrick. I know he wants his team to do something. The Rangers have been a pretty bad team for the last few years now, ever since really they made it to, what, back-to-back World Series? Uh, yeah, like, a, what, early seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah, it was like... With uh, Beltre, Napoli, I think, was on that team also. Yeah, that was a while ago, for sure. Wow, what a throwback. But... We're here to talk current baseball today with Janton Shorter. He's a big Philadelphia Phillies fan, and I had to bring him on the pod because we learned, well, I don't know if it was yesterday or a couple of days ago, but Archie Bradley, former Arizona Dimeback, homegrown, drafted by the team, brought him up to the minors, uh, you know, was a fireball closer for a little bit. Now we traded him at the deadline. Now he's heading over to Philadelphia, a team that really struggled with the bullpen last year. Janton, 
how are you uh what what do you expect from Archie Bradley what do you think of the sign first of all I'm very excited to get Archie um our team has kind of been trash to say the least um in the bullpen side of things really struggled to kind of help the team maintain that high runs we scored during the games and kind of put us in a bad position coming towards playoff time this year, especially with the shortened season and um, an expanded playoff system. Um, but Archie will be fitting well. I think he'll be a good setup man for our guy, Hector Neris. I know he kind of struggled, but hopefully Archie can either hold him for an extra inning or two and give Neris some relief for uh, Archie can even become our closer at some point. Got to see where he fits inside our closer situation. Yeah, Archie Bradley, he has to be the closer. I mean, looking at this Phillies bullpen, they're, you know, their top five guys out the bullpen last season were all over the age of 30. I think Bradley's probably over the age of 30 as well, but he uh, actually he's not. He's only 28 years old, so he's going to be that youngest guy out of your main five coming out the bullpen. He's still got a lively arm. His velocity has taken a little bit of a dip, but he's still sitting in 94, 95 miles an hour, and Looking at that Phillies bullpen, they were dead last in the majors last year in ERA. Of course, it was a shortened season, so maybe we give them a little bit of a break there. We saw Hector Norris. He was better in 2019 than 2020, but I definitely think Archie Bradley is going to be the closer for that team next season. You guys also have, uh, I didn't even realize, Brandon Workman on that team as well. He was a good, a pretty good relief pitcher for the Red Sox. He's been a closer as well, so... The Phillies at least have a couple of dudes, have two, three dudes who have closer experience who can't step up to the role. It's just a matter of which one of them is going to, you know, separate themselves probably in spring training and just in the offseason, the months leading up to opening day. So I'm curious to see this Phillies team. And it's been a while since we've seen a good Phillies team. Honestly, <laughs> the Phillies haven't been a competitive team, really. They haven't made the playoffs since 2011. It's been a decade Back, uh, you know, back on that team, you had Cliff Lee, you had some other Cole Hamels, Roll some really, th- yeah, sure. some real throwback Phillies back then. So, JT, what what direction is this team moving in? Do you like the direction they're moving in? I mean, they just signed Dave Dombrowski to be their GM. Wherever he goes, World Series usually follows, but he's a guy that likes to spend big money and gut you of your farm system. But if it ends up in a World Series title, you got to be happy, right? Oh, I love that move. Getting Dave Dabrowski is going to be very, very key in our hopefully turning around to the Phillies organization. This initial signing with Bradley is already a start to what he can provide for our future. I wouldn't mind losing a couple of pieces in our minor league system to kind of give us that some veteran experience or even some high-powered arms to go into that relief setting or maybe even the starting capacity to help out Aaron Nolo and guys like that um, on our pitching side. But Dave Dombrowski coming in is going to be great for us. Hopefully he can uh, reset the Phillies organization and kind of put us on the right track for the next couple of years. Yeah, I've I've always been a low-key Phillies fan. I mean, we both grew up on the East Coast, so I, I do want the Phillies to to succeed I've I enjoyed them back when they were in the World Series uh, you know back-to-back years they even beat who who did they be in that World Series the Tampa the Bay Rays, Rays Devil yep, Rays back then no they're still the Rays back then I think uh that was before no that was right yeah that was early early Rays um, I have to google that 
Okay. <laughs> Early Rays. And then even competing well with the Yankees in the next year, going back-to-back World wow. Series. Wow. That, that, that was their first year. That was the first year they were Tampa Bay Rays without the Devil Rays. Wow. No. See that? True Phillies fan right here. Oh. Yeah, but um, that we just had some great teams back then. <laughs> and um, kind of just looking to see what happens in these next couple of years. I'm starving for a playoff run. I went to a game, I think, back in 2000. Uh, 2008, that year, I did go to a playoff game. Got a towel, so trying to go back and see some games. Wow, so the Phillies haven't been good since Obama has been in office. His first term, at least. Not even the second term, just the first term. That's crazy. Janton and I will discuss who the best team in New York is. But first, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in a traditional chain store front. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. Are we ready for some football? NFL regular season just finished up and it's playoff time. And this weekend, I'm betting on Drew Brees to take down old man Tom Brady. There's only one place we trust and one place that has you covered. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner on Twitter at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for your free account and use promo code locked on for your sign up bonus hashtag bet online Here's the rest of the conversation between Janton Shorter and I. Like I said before, both of us are East Coast guys who grew up in Jersey. So we saw a fair share of Yankees, Mets, a Subway Series. And right now during the offseason, we see the Mets making some moves. They just went out there, got Francisco Lindor. They got James McCann to be their catcher. They're in talks to get Brad Hand. Uh, what else? They're, they're getting Marcus Stroman back. Noah Syndergaard's coming back. And then the Yankees announced today they're bringing DJ LeMayu back. So both teams, they should be fully loaded, fully restocked, fully retooled, and they both should be powerhouses in New York in 2021. So JT, Janton Shorter, who do you think is going to be the better team in New York? This is probably unheard of, but after how long have the Mets been kind of the basement dwellers in New York. I think the Mets are the best team in, in New York right now. Uh, the Yankees, I got to give them credit. They have some boppers in there. Bringing DJ back is going to be really great for some clutch time play or clutch time hits. But I think the 
the Mets just pack a lot of power. Uh, Lindor is a, a big for a small guy. He's got a big bat. Pete Alonso again with the home run derby champ. Uh, big time. I think he had the rookie of the year home run record. Um, yeah, like fifty bombs. Yeah, even James McCann coming in from Detroit. Um, kind of smaller, smaller guy, I guess, on our known level since we are on the East Coast. Don't hear a lot about Detroit, but he's also <laughs> been a great player. Uh, I think last year at 53 RBIs, that's wow. that's pretty good for a low-level Detroit Tigers. So I guess we'll see what happens. I'm hoping the Mets turn it around, though. It would be good to see them compete in some subway series against the Yankees. Yeah, and I kind of lean – toward the Mets as well. I feel like the Yankees are just, I feel like they have the talent, of course, to match up with the Mets, but so many, so many of their guys, I just can't trust their health. Aaron Judge and Stan, they seem to miss what, like 60 games at least every season. Uh, we know when they're healthy, they both can be MVP guys, but they're just not healthy enough. Brad Garner is old. I'm not even sure if he's coming back. I think he might be a free agent. Aaron Hicks is not much of a hitter. And then you have some other guys in there, like a Clint Frazier, still trying to figure him out. Uh, Gio Urshela still trying to – he was pretty good last year. Glaber Torres. It's really Gary Sanchez who's a big question mark right now. He's a big wild card at that catcher position. But for the Mets, they got some wild cards and some questions too. But I think putting both their questions on the table, I just think the Mets have a higher ceiling because I look at that pitching rotation the Mets have. They're going to have DeGrom. They're going to have Syndergaard. They're going to have – Stroman. Stroman, I feel like I'm missing one guy. Uh, Carrasco? Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, Carlos Carrasco. I, I was like, I knew there was four pitchers <laughs> that I really liked. But I couldn't think yeah. of the fourth one. Yeah, Carlos Carrasco. I feel like that was just – and uh, like that. I feel like that part of the deal is not talked about enough. We know they got Lindor, but Carrasco has been a stud. <laughs> he's been like an all-star like four years in a row or something like that. He, he's been a stud throughout his career. He's been a pretty dynamic pitcher, honestly – for the Cleveland Indians throughout his time there. So I feel like that part of the move kind of went under the radar, honestly. Okay, so he's never made an all-star team. I'm looking at his page. But 2017, he finished fourth in Cy Young voting. He had a 2.91 ERA uh, in the 2020 season. And outside of 2019, his ERA's been like a, around 3-2, 3-3. So this guy's been a stud, and now he's going to be, what, your number three, your number four starter, depending on how uh, Noah Syndergaard uh, comes back and how well he looks. So I really like that Mets team. I really like that rotation. Uh, talking to the locked on Mets guy, Ryan Finkelstein, his biggest question mark, I guess, is trying to get Dominic Smith into the lineup because him and Pete Alonso are kind of redundant, but those are kind of their two best sluggers, kind of their two best power hitters. So the, the Mets honestly have as many power bats as the Yankees do. And I, and when I look at that Yankees uh, starting rotation, I'm just not in love with it right now. Tanaka is still a free agent and there's some rumblings that he might go over to the Padres the Padres pitching coach right now was a Yankees pitching coach for a few years he's good friends with you Darvish so they could miss out on Tanaka they still have Garrett Cole but J.A. Happ I don't think he's scaring anyone Jordan Montgomery uh, James Paxton I think is a free agent so that Yankees rotation just does not look good right now on paper outside of Garrett Cole so when I look at the ceiling of the Mets compared to the ceiling of the Yankees, I'm just going to lean Mets right now. They got the lineup. They got the power bats. They got Lindor. They still might go out there and get George Springer, which is crazy. And then I look at that rotation. They have like four number one starters. So how can I not lean Mets over Yankees? Yeah, I totally agree with you. And 
if you put COVID to the side, that they're going to sell more tickets, honestly. Uh, I don't think, per se, anyone's going out to see DJ LeMahieu. Um, I know he's a great bat, but I want to go see Francisco Lindor. That man is a – he's a walking superstar, as they say. Um, so – I think the Mets just have a great opportunity to show what they can do this year, and hopefully they can pull it off in that tough NL East. Hey, I think they had to bring DJ LeMayu back. I mean, just from the pulse I'm getting off Twitter and just being in New York, DJ LeMayu low-key seems like the biggest fan favorite on that Yankees team. Yankees fans seem like they would have been devastated if they couldn't bring DJ back. I mean, he was a stud in the 2020 season. I think we kind of underplay how good DJ has been with the Yankees, honestly. He led uh, all of baseball. Well, not, I don't know if all of baseball, but he definitely led the American League in batting average with 364. OBP 421, OPS 1011, finished third in MVP voting, Silver Slugger. The guy was a stud this past season and in 2019. He's been a top five MVP candidate the last two years in New York, so they had to bring him back. I'm just not a big fan of the length of the contract. $15 million a year is a steal. The, the D-backs are paying Bumgarner $15 a year, and look at what how he performed last season, but to get DJ for 15 a year is a steal, but that six-year deal, uh, we'll see. He's 32 right now, so it's going to be about 38, 39 when that deal finishes. But, yeah, right he now, what? was definitely underpaid, I feel like, for his for his progression with the Yankees these past couple of years for 90 mil. Ah, they could have paid him a little bit more, I feel like. They have a high payroll over there at the Yankees, so – for his bat and to bring him back, I'm sure he could have gone somewhere else. But I think he's a loyal Yankee guy right now. So um, I thought he could have got paid a little bit more. Yeah, I thought he was too, honestly. I thought that was a big reason why it took so long to come to a deal because they were, uh, you know, a decent uh, ways apart in terms of money. And to see him get that deal, I mean, he, maybe he wanted more long-term security than financial security. Maybe he wanted the length instead of just – getting as much money as he can quickly because you probably could have got, uh, you know, around 20 to 25 million. I feel like for a three year deal, I wouldn't be surprised if someone wanted to give him three years, 75 considering his age, but maybe he's like, Hey, I, I could get six years. And at least I know I'm going to be playing till I'm 38. I'm going to be in a Yankees uniform. And Hey, I still made probably tons of money in my career. I mean, let me look at DJ LeMayu's right now. Oh, he actually hasn't made as much as I would have guessed. <laughs> Only $41 million to date considering some oh, MLB wow. stars. But still, he's going to be worth over $100 million by the time he retires. So I'm not going to be crying tears for DJ LeMayu. The fact he's only going to be worth $100 million by the time <laughs> he retires. He's going to be worth like one fifty. I think he's okay. But... <laughs> So, yeah, it sounds like we both got the Mets over the Yankees uh, in New York. Are we going to see the Subway Series in the World Series, though? I I don't think so. I think that's going to be tough for the Mets to even make it out. We saw the Marlins sneak out of the NL East along with the tough, always tough Atlanta Braves. So it's going to be a tough tough road for the Mets, I feel like. Um, Even the Yankees. The Yankees... They look they look well on paper, but we will we will see how they perform come game time. Um, honestly, I don't think it'll be a Subway Series for the World Series. That'll be nice, but I doubt we'll see it. Do you have an early team who you're uh, looking at for a World Series matchup, or at least one team that you think could make it out of their conference and make it to the World Series? The way the Padres are looking, my goodness, I think wow. the Padres are stacking up to be a World Series team. Wow. It's been a while. Um, wow. 
I don't even know if they ever made have they ever been to the World Series. I don't think they have. It's no, I don't drought. think they have either. I know the Padres. Oh no, they so actually did. I'm looking at it now. They made it in 1998, but they got swept. Wow! So, but almost the time we were born. Wow! In '84 too, they made it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So the Padres. Uh, you haven't heard too much from the Padres, honestly, up until probably last season when they started to make a surgence. Uh, who they have? Tatis Jr. Um, Machado. Machado. That's that lineup is stacked. They've they've picked their spots um and kind yeah. of have 2020 was the the first time they made the playoffs since 06 so it, it was a longer time wow. than the phillies <laughs> <They're drunk. laughs> yeah it makes some good uh, fans out there in san diego very happy they've only made the playoffs twice since uh 1998 so <laughs> or technically three times if we count 2020 so they made the playoffs three times in about the last 20 or so years so and there's not a lot of success for the padres and they've been bouncing the divisional series every time they have one playoff oh no they have more than one playoff win but they have one playoff win in the divisional round since 2000 so they they haven't been a team that's gone very far into the playoffs they haven't been a team that's even made the playoffs a ton but I I I can't disagree with you I like the Padres team as much as I don't want to disagree as much as I want to disagree with you it's hard to I mean the two best teams in the National League if we you know two of the top three we can argue might be in the NL East or excuse me NL West yeah hold on might be in the NL West with the D-backs and the Padres and the Dodgers and the Rockies. you got to consider the, the Dodgers and the Padres probably two of the top three teams, maybe in the National League, maybe in all of baseball, honestly. Them, the Mets, you'll probably put the Braves in there, maybe the White Sox. Like You could say maybe the NL West, is that the best division in baseball right now? I think right now, yeah, the Red Sox have fallen off for sure. Um, kind of taking away that strong NL East, um, or sorry, AL East um, division. So I think the NL West is making a surgeons. I love the matchups. Getting to watch the Dodgers play the Padres um, almost every couple of weeks will be nice to see just two big swinging teams go in there and face off against each other. I think we saw it in the playoffs. They were kind of a lot of animosity towards each other, especially Machado playing against his old team. A lot of passion in those games. And honestly, some of the most exciting games we saw in the whole playoff series, especially in 2020 when we had this pandemic. So look to see what they have for the future in 2021. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Don't forget to come back next week. It's the Locked on D-backs podcast, your team every day with the best Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Peace!